this is the gray area podcast show a safe space to get enlightened entertained innovated and equip your mindset to the right tools let's dive in yo welcome to another season on your favorite podcast show this is gray area season four and i'm so happy to be with you on this season this is a new season which i promise that is going to bring a lot and a lot of enlightenment a lot of enlightenment that will forward you towards that angle in life that you want to achieve or that goal in life achieve this is a season that is filled with excess enlightenment a season that a lot of topics relating to our various aspects of life re- relating to the various aspects of life will be talked about this is a season that i have promised you or that i promise you will bring a different level of enlightenment back to back it is a season where i'm going to feature a lot of guest speakers that are top-notch in their various fields and profession and they will use those those experiences to give to give us intuitive and professional doses of enlightenment infused with the person's life experiences you know there is nothing that is you know there's no lecture that is worth more than that giving to someone based on experiences i can come and read a whole book of you know a whole book of inspirational quotes book of motivational quotes book written by other people i can teach you those things but there is nothing that is going to match when i'm when 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 you're being taught based on life experiences also this season is going to cover deep bases of religion spirituality tradition science politics love relationship sex and all-round self-improvement and upgrade by the time we are done with this gray area season four i assure you that you would be able to testify that yes gray area season four isn't a season that you need to miss you don't it's not a season you need to miss it's not a season you need to miss any episode but all of these things people might think that it's all about hyping and it just he's just trying to promote his podcast show no i'm being truthful here i'm trying to make you understand that this season of gray area is going to come or is coming at another level of enlightenment it is your host and i bring you to gray area season four and this is Great Area Season 4 Episode 1, where I'll be talking about Thoughtful Drive Part 2, titled, Do We Deserve the Grace of God? This is a topic that we need to think about. This isn't just a topic meant for the Christians only. Every other person, every religion can listen into this topic and grab a little bit of enlightenment out of it. Like I always say, we all owe ourselves an atom of enlightenment every day regardless of your tradition your religion wherever you're coming from your background you deserve yourself an atom of enlightenment and this is what gray area is all about giving you enlightenment regardless of where you're from and what you believe in sit tight and enjoy this episode thank you
like I said earlier on in the intro of this particular episode, we had talked about, you know, do we deserve God's grace? You know, first and foremost, before we dive into today's topic or today's session on Grey Area Season 4, Episode 1, we need to first of all understand what grace is all about. Many people don't understand the word grace and because of that, they think it is only applicable to a certain variety of people or to a certain group of people. But this thing called God's grace or the grace of God, it covers more than just our Christian faith. It is It goes way beyond we as Christians or as a group of individuals under a particular religion. It goes a long way or should I say it goes deeper than that. And that is what we are going to be talking about here in this episode. Now, first of all, first and foremost, let me start by telling you this. Don't get it twisted. Thinking that God's grace is something that you opt in. And when I mean opt in, I mean it's not something you subscribe. It's not like a subscription. You you just you dial some code on your phone and you, you subscribe to it and you know you start utilizing it anyhow you want. That is not what God the grace of God is. It is not like a data subscription, like I said earlier, just because you are a Christian. Or, you know, you think you, you because you're a Christian is something you have the privilege to. Just for example, now let's take our network providers, for example, the MTN subscribers, the Glow subscribers, the Airtel and the Nine Mobile subscribers. Now, when you're an MTN subscriber or a Glow subscriber, whenever you want to buy your data subscription, you try to, you know, you try to buy that, you try to opt in into a, a, a subscription that is meant for Glow subscribers. And some network have a higher uh, data volume for a particular price compared to some other networks and because of that probably that is the reason why you choose that particular network now this same thing applies to religion people feel because they are christians that means they have the they, they are they are liable to have more abundance of god's grace in their life and that is where a lot of people get it twisted and that is what I'm here today to clarify to you. I'm not saying I am, I'm no expert, but from the little understanding I've known about the grace of God, I'm trying to share with you here today. Now, if we can continue, because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you deserve the grace of God. And it is because you are naively or you are naively, or should I say you ignorantly feel it is your entitlement. That is why a lot of Christians feel that just being a Christian is an, is an automatic entitlement to the grace of God. God giving us his grace, you know, for God to give us his grace, have nothing to do with our religion. And when I mean religion, I mean the Christian religion. If you think being a Christian is an automatic free pass in obtaining the grace of God, then what will you have to say about a muslim or an atheist or those who practice buddhism hinduism judaism and so many other forms of religion does it mean they are doomed if because you are a christian you feel now you deserve you are more entitled to being uh or should i say you're more entitled to the grace of god then what will you talk about the muslims the atheists people who practice other religions are they doomed does it mean their faith is healed? Does it mean that nothing is ever going to be good for them? Because most of the reason why people ask for the grace of God is for things to be well with us. Both financially, physically, spiritually, materially, academically, we ask for the grace of God. Even in our career, for things to be well with us. So 
Does it mean that if you're a Muslim, that means the grace of God is not uh, is not part of the cake you have to share? Does it mean that they are doomed for, for being a non-Christian? Let me put it that way. Let me not be specific by a religion. Does it mean that being a non-Christian now automatically makes you doomed? That is a question that we Christians need to start to ask ourselves. We need to start asking ourselves this question. Every day you wake up, you need to ask yourself, I've woken up today. Do I actually deserve God's grace? Don't look down on other religions just because they don't believe the same way you believe. Just because they don't believe the same way you believe does not make you better than them. Neither does it make them worse than you. So we need to understand this concept about the grace of God. It is so unfortunate that we think we are eligible for God's grace because we are Christians or because we practice Christianity. The grace of God in our lives have nothing to do with our faith in God. Please, you need to write that down somewhere. If you're going to write it on your tab or on, you know, in your jotter, please write this down. The grace of God have nothing to do with our faith in God but everything to do with god's faith in us that is where we tend to misunderstand the concept about the grace of god we feel the grace of god is because we believe in god but that is not the reason why god gives us his grace god gives us his grace because of his own faith in us i'm going to explain that concept later in the course of this episode god's grace is not entitled to a particular religion because it has nothing to do with whether you believe in him or not but it has everything to do with him believing in you as a human take for example adam and eve in the garden of eden god giving him such authority it's not difficult for god to start to say okay i want to be the one to name the animals in the world i want to be the one to name a particular thing in the world but god gave adam that authority not because god can't do it himself or not because adam actually believed in god but because god believed that adam is up to the task at least as i then there was nothing like christianity so you need to understand the concept about the grace of god it had nothing to do with adam believing in god but everything to do with god believing in adam that he is up to the task in our homes our parents whenever they are traveling they they give us the authority of the house not because we believe them not because we have faith in our parents but because our parents have the faith that we can handle that particular role so for god to give you his grace does it that has nothing to do with whether you believe in him or not but he gave you his grace because he believed that you can utilize that grace into something useful now let's see it this way god giving us his grace is like an investment in our lives and when you are an investor what do you expect in return from your investment you expect a paycheck at the end of the day is that not so now that is the same thing god expects from us when he invests his grace in us he expects us not to misuse it he expects us to use that grace and do something good with it it is not like there's a physical payment you have to give back to God, but the fact that you are utilizing the grace judiciously and in numerous positive ways, that is the only paycheck that God wants from us. When you invest into something, you invest into a business, 
you expect a paycheck, you expect something profitable in return. Now, you invested in that business not because that business believes in you, but because you believe that business is going to be profitable. You invested in someone not because that person believed in you, but because you believe that that person will come out great. For example, you are many of us are going to be at least many young uh, individuals like the youths, most of the youths who are going to be listening to this episode. We are going to be parents tomorrow. You don't pay your children's school fees because they believe in you. You don't pay your children's school fees because they are just answering your surname. Let's put it that way. That is not the reason you are paying your child's school fees. Because anybody can pay your child's school fees. But you are paying your child's school fees because you believe that your child is going to make you proud. That is the same thing about God's grace. God's grace is like a school fees for us to be better in life. You are paying your children's school fees for them to go to school and be educated so that they can become somebody in the future or so that they can be educated and become, you know, reasonable. That is the same thing. Grace of God is like a school fees. He's paying to us. He's paying for us. That we can use that grace to become something useful as an individual, not as a Christian. That is something we need to understand. Not as a Christian, but as a human being. Because this whole Christianity, Christianity, Christianity of a thing, or, 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 and other religions is causing the diversity that we are facing in today. If only for once we can see ourselves as humans and stop fighting the world, tradition, religion, ethnicity, and racism. If we can stop fighting such war and see ourselves as one, as one, as as one body called the human race, I believe a lot of problems that we are facing today will be solved overnight. So we keep on thinking that because we are Christians, that automatically gives us the grace of God. No, you are absolutely wrong. It has nothing to do with your Christianity, but has everything to do with God's faith in us. Now, if you may allow me, let me continue. What many of us lack is proper enlightenment and proper understanding because if we are to talk about the Bible, the Bible even quoted in Hosea 4, 6a, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6a, King James Version saying, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Which means God did not say he is going to forget the Christians or he is going to forget the Muslims. He said for the fact that you have you lack knowledge, you've neglected his word. Now let's continue. The Bible didn't say my people are destroyed because they lack my word or because they lack prophets who are constantly prophesying into their lives, but because they lack knowledge. In other words, they lack wisdom, they lack understanding, and they lack these things because they rejected God. And when you reject God, you've rejected wisdom, you've rejected knowledge, you've rejected understanding. And because you rejected God, you've forgotten why you are even a Christian in the first place. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. And if that is too much, I'm going to recap. Now, let's take it step by step. The Bible didn't say my people are destroyed because they lack the word of God or because they lack prophets who are constantly prophesying into their lives, but because they lack knowledge, in other words, they lack wisdom, they lack understanding, and they lack these things, as in they lack wisdom and understanding because they have rejected God, they have rejected their creator. And when you've rejected your creator, you've rejected wisdom. You've rejected knowledge 
and you rejected understanding. And because you rejected God, which embodies this wisdom, understanding, and, uh, and knowledge, you have forgotten why you are a Christian in the first place. Many of us have forgotten, and that is the truth. Many of us have forgotten why we were Christians or why we are Christians. And that is why we no longer understand the content about the grace of God. And that is why when we see other religions, we look down on them thinking we have the VIP seat with God. Whereas, due to your attitude, you, have, you lack love and God is love. It's understanding that we need. We need proper enlightenment. And I'm not saying I'm going to give you that all the enlightenment you need. But I'm going to drop the little I can. And you, on the other hand, need to go out there and obtain as much enlightenment and understanding as you can. God's grace is a free gift from Him. That is why we find ourselves asking for it. God's grace is a free gift from Him. That is why we find ourselves asking for it. Now, I'm going to try to make us or help us understand this concept about the grace of God in a very, very simpler form. Now, the grace of God, like earlier said, is a free gift from God. It is not something you deserve. Now, God now give unto you free of charge. That is why we find ourselves asking. Remember, you don't beg for the grace of God. You ask for the grace of God. There's a difference between asking and begging. You ask for the grace of God. You don't beg for it. His grace is something he gives to us out of his own will. That is why you could see someone who isn't a believer of the gospel of Christ receiving the grace of God. For example, we are alive and living because of the grace of God, not because we are a Christian or a saint. Because people who have died are probably more holier than us. They are better than us. They are more kabashin than us. They speak in tongues more than us. So don't take it because you believe in God, because even the Christians are dying. So if it was because they are Christian, or if it is because they are Christians, that is, then, then the grace of God should have been abounded for them, which means they shouldn't have died. But you are alive today, not because you are a Christian, not because you are a saint, but because it is the free will of God to give you his grace to be alive. Have you ever wondered why when you pray at times, you say, thank God for giving me your undeserved grace? In fact, even when you are praying in the church, say, fear not even let you talk, say you deserve the grace of God. You have to pray that, thank you God for giving me your undeserved grace. Many of us quote that line in our prayers because we heard someone say it in theirs and we felt, wow, that's a cool prayer line. Let me include that in mine. What the hell? But yet, we don't understand what we are actually saying. Lastly, do not mistake God's mercy. That is on that concept people tend to misunderstand. Do not mistake God's mercy for his grace. That will be a topic on gray area where, we would, where it will be diluted for us to be able to understand the concept between the mercy of God and the grace of God. Now, do not mistake God's mercy for his grace, for they are totally two different concepts of of spirituality in the scriptural sense. Now take down these points. Grace is a preventive measure while mercy is more like a treatment. Many of you might not understand this concept or this point I just gave to you, but I think the next concept I'm going to give to you 
is going to help you understand this one. Like I said, grace is a preventive measure, while mercy is more like a treatment. Now, secondly, you ask for grace, you don't beg for it. You beg for mercy, you don't ask for it. And lastly, which will help us understand it better, grace comes in so that we won't mess up. But mercy comes in because we have messed up. Hope these things are a little bit understanding for us. Grace comes in. We ask for the grace. Okay, let me put it this way. We ask for the grace of God so that we no go fuck up. But we beg for the mercy of God because we don't already fuck up. I'm sure this should help. I'm sure this should help us understand the concept about the grace of God and the mercy of God. Before you do something, you read. For example, now let's let's be sincere with ourselves. Let's use our our tertiary institutions for example. You read so that you can pass your exams. But when you don't read, you not try to bribe the lecturer so that you will not pass your exam. That is what it means. Reading is grace. Bribing your 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 lecturer is now the mercy you are begging for. So, grace of God is there for us not to be not to go astray. But the mercy of God is not something we we beg from God when we have gone astray. So you can see that the grace of God is more than your Christian faith. It goes deeper than that. It's all about you being a human being, utilizing the grace of God in ways that will please Him, regardless of your religion. At least, we all believe in something. The Christians believe in God. The Muslims believe in Allah. The atheists believe in science. At least they believe in something. That means wherever they are getting their grace from is from somewhere. And for that grace to be upon you means you have to utilize that grace in helping humankind. Not just for a particular group of people. Sometimes we've experienced it in our working place and in our institutions. Where you see a Christian going to look for a job in a Muslim firm and he's been rejected. You see a Muslim looking for a job in a Christian firm and he's been rejected just because of what? Just because of his faith. But it's supposed not to be so. We are humans. We were, we were humans first before we became Christians, Muslim, Buddhist, um, atheists and the rest of them. We were first humans. And I don't, I don't think when they are doing blood transfusion, you start asking for, ah, this is a Christian, we need a Christian to, to transfuse blood. Or this is an atheist, we need an atheist to transfuse blood. Maybe it is, it is in our DNA that we are atheists. And it's, it's in our DNA we are Christians. No, we are humans. We are born with eyes, nose, mouth, head, ears, hands and legs. Just as everybody else. So I see no reason why we have to think because we belong, belong to a particular religion, that automatically gives us an abundance of God's grace. We need to we need to reevaluate our understanding about the grace of God and give it a more desiring or shelating ideology. We need to change that concept. We need to change that misinformation. We need to change that um, misconception about the grace of God and realize that grace of God is more than our grace. Sorry, it's more than our Christian faith. We don't deserve it, but it gives it to us. Like I said, God's grace has nothing to do with our faith in Him, but His faith in us. Well, we've come to the end of Grey Area Season 4, Episode 1. I hope you had a very interesting and fun time on this episode. Like I said, 
This uh, this is intimate back to back. Guest speakers speaking from their own various point of views and we infused all together with life experiences that will help us to understand certain things about life, about our body that we fail to neglect or we've taken for granted. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, do subscribe to this podcast channel wherever you do get your podcast. And don't forget to leave a review as this will help us, as this will go a long way in helping us to get better. And in case you have questions that you need answers to, maybe on this topic, on this episode or other episodes, do not fail to email us or you can message us on WhatsApp at plus 23481 It is your host, Lolo signing out. And I indulge you to always remain safe, remain healthy, and stay hygienic. On the Grey Area Season 4, Episode 2, remain nice and appreciate God's grace in your life.